This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On Back to You, who's the jerk? I wonder. Sometimes it feels like you are. Sometimes it feels like I am. Sometimes it feels like neither of us are. And then sometimes it feels like both of us are. We'll find out. We're going to take a quiz all about it on Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfit. Wow, that was great. That was special. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Dave, very excited about this one. You know, uh, Dave and I, we are uh, kind of rubbery voiced. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll throw a Kermit the Frog at you sometime. Uh, he does a pretty fair goofy but we're nothing compared to our guest, who is one of the most respected, sought-after character voice actors in the world. Over 600 voices to his credit. You've heard him in movies, television shows, video games. Please welcome to the show, Richard Epcar. How are you, Richard? I'm great. Thank you. That was, I love that introduction. Can you just follow me everywhere and introduce <laughs> me like that? would be wonderful. Did I pronounce your name correctly? That's You funny. did. Okay, good. Richard Epcar. You did it very well. So we've interviewed uh, lots of, you know, we've interviewed movie stars, billionaires, musicians, politicians. Our kids uh, could not care less. But when I told my son, said I'm interviewing both the Joker and Raiden from uh, Mortal Kombat, I... <laughs> I have finally become the coolest dad ever. So if if you could do me a, a favor and as the Joker, tell them to drive more safely because they have been crashing up my cars lately and, and it's costing me a fortune. Oh, my God. What are, what are their names? <laughs> Tommy, Johnny and Sean. Tommy, Johnny and Sean. Stop wrecking your father's car. You should smash it into a wall. <laughs> oh, that is that is the greatest thing ever. That is awesome. Here, I'm trying to think. What can you do to be scare now? Scare my scare my daughters not to ever date again. If can you do that? Yes. Don't ever date again, or I'll find him and I'll make shish kebab out of him. <laughs> Dude, I hope you have blocked off about six hours because we are just going to have you do this over and over. Uh, we had a couple of months ago. We had Debbie Derryberry on, and we were just fascinated. I'm sorry. I said she's a sweetie. Oh, my God. She was wonderful. But we were just fascinated how she came up with her voices. Sometimes she just knew. And what she said about a process is sometimes she just knew immediately when she saw a picture what the you know, what the character should sound like. And then sometimes she had to work. Um, Can you talk us through your process a little bit? And is that similar with you? And um, yeah, just I I take a lot of drugs. That's what helps me. (laughs) Um, no, I, you know, I, I have a similar process to Debbie. I, you know, obviously, if, if I can, if I can see a picture of the character, it helps me immensely because then I can just imagine what that guy sounds like. Um, you know, uh, it, it's very helpful. And you know, sometimes you go in the booth, uh, you know, for an audition for something, and you don't, uh, they don't have a picture of the character, so you have to go off of a, you know, a description. 
of what the character's like. And then you just try to come up with a voice uh, to fit that description. Uh, you know, a lot of times you'll you'll come up with something and then they'll cast you and then you work with the director to kind of re refine or, or re, re you know to refine your uh, the voice that you're you've come up with and and make it kind of what they want so you know there's a lot of different ways that uh, that uh, you you arrive at the at the voice at the end of the day you know well i'm looking over your credits i see you played both the president of earth and steve bannon now, uh, first of all, tell me they're not the same. And, and secondly, uh, I, I imagine it's tougher to do a voice for a real person than it is to do a fictional character. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, it can be. I, I, I recently did a uh, – are you talking about the JFK thing that I did? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, was, uh, that was one of the most enjoyable jobs I've ever had just because I, I've always been a huge fan of JFK and then to be able to do him – and uh, it, it's an animated thing. I, I don't know what's happening with it. Uh, it looks amazing. Uh, we had some super talented people working on that, and uh, it was just it was just a great great time to work on that project. And uh, it came out so great. So I hope uh, I hope uh, something wonderful happens with that. But as of right now, it's kind of in limbo land. It is in limbo land, sadly. I don't know yeah. what's happening with it because, uh, you know, there's there's things about it that are very controversial, I guess. And, the, you know, they're having a hard time uh, getting it through. But maybe now, maybe now is the time to he'll do something with it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Michael, I'm trying to my buddy, Michael, who uh, directed it and wrote it. And uh, he also did a great movie called uh shoot 'em up with clive owen i don't know if you remember that or not oh wow yeah uh but uh i said to him i said why didn't you have me in that movie he said i didn't know you then i said that's no excuse (laughs) you can can dub me in now right after the fact yeah Uh, i just want a scene with monica bellucci that's all (laughs) the technology (laughs) is there to make that happen so let's let's get working on it (laughs) is that so wrong you know, I have. I'm looking over your so four decades, right? You've uh, are we are we in our we are in our fifth fifth decade. We are actually in the fifth decade, and you have done like like Rick said, hundreds of voices. I'm curious. Do you do you remember all your characters, and do you ever see anything or hear something? You go, you know, I think that's me, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, you've done you know for forty plus years. Um, do you remember everything you've done? Have you ever had a situation? Of course or? not. You know, it's it's yeah. over. It's over six hundred. It's probably over seven hundred at this point. But uh, you know, the the thing is, is that you know, uh, I, I love the I love the fans and the, the the people that enjoy my work. They show up at the conventions, and uh, you know, a lot, there'll always be you know somebody there who has some show that they love that I did uh, you know a million years ago and I, I won't even remember doing it and, and they'll go uh, do a line from blah 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 and I'm going what is that you know and uh, you were you were so and so and I go who's that you know it's like it's just it's it's insane you know because you know a lot of times you know you go in and you do the job and and, and you know after you you've been doing this like as long as I've been doing it you go in sometimes and sometimes some of them are just you know, literally just a job. You go in and do them and they don't really stick, you know. But, uh, you know, there are the ones that uh, that are my favorites that I do and that are I keep 
doing and are recurring characters, and those are the ones you uh, remember and, and love. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of them out there that uh, I, I just came in and did the job, and then I don't know about them. And then uh, for some reason, whatever, it, it really hits, you know, impacts somebody, and they they remember it, and they ask me about it, and, uh, you know, and I have to say to them, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I really don't remember that, you know. Well, and a lot of times, don't they also have you do, like, the incidental voices where you'll come in and you'll do, oh, like, yeah. a million just uh, characters in the background. And then, yeah. like, for instance, when we were talking to Debbie, uh, you know, she that's what she was doing when she was doing the Toy Story uh, uh, aliens. And suddenly that became a big thing. And she yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, you know, a lot of times when you do those jobs, you do your main character. And then they may ask you to do some, uh, you know, uh, supernumerary characters. And, uh, you know, your whole thing with that is just trying not to sound like your main character. Right. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you have such a distinctive deep voice, too. It must be hard for yeah. you to uh, to Thank vary you. it up. I mean, well, you know, it's funny when I when I first started out in this business, I, they basically typecast me and I and I played you know, mostly characters with my voice, with my regular voice, yeah. like Bateau and, and uh, you know, those sorts of characters. And Raiden are very, you know, those similar heroic kind of uh, characters. But uh, as I as I went on and I started showing them that I could be very versatile and do all kinds of characters, uh, you know, they they uh, now they allow me to do all kinds of characters, which is really nice. And uh, and I enjoy that. And I one of the most fun thing for for me as a voice actor is to do a character where people said, oh, my God, I had no idea that was you. <laughs> that's crazy. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And that's fun. Well, I stumbled onto an interview you did uh, recently. You mentioned that you pretty much lied your way into your first job. Is that? Is that <laughs> tell us, tell what? us that story. What is that, kind is, of cocktail interview are you listening to? Is, <laughs> oh is that God. true or not true, sir? Um, can I take the fifth on that? Or, uh... <laughs> okay. Well, no, we've got we've got nine minutes to fill. Just tell a story. Just make something up. We don't care. Well, here, here's here's what happened. You're talking about the very, very first uh, voice job I did, which was uh, for some movie, which I don't even rem- see. This is another one is the first one I, I really did. I don't even remember the name of it. But uh, what happened was uh, my wife, Ellen Stern, who's also another uh, wonderful voice actor and director in her own right. Uh, we were we were dating at the time, and she had worked on a movie for this company, and uh, they had done another movie, and they didn't like the actors in the second movie that they did, or the uh, I should say the first movie, and they wanted to replace all the actors' voices. So uh, they had auditions, and she said, "Can my boyfriend come to the auditions?" They said, "Sure." So when I went in to audition, the guy said to me, hey, "It was a dubbing job. I had to replace the." the of somebody that had already recorded and they said have you done this before I said oh yeah I've done it a million times and I never did it before in my life and uh, you know and I did, I went in and I, I I took to it like a duck to water because uh, I'm also a drummer and uh, yeah. there's a there's a rhythm to dubbing oh, there's a real rhythm to it and and you find that people that are musical are, are much better at this uh, kind of work than people that are not musical. I, you know, I've had to direct uh, celebrities and people like that are just, they, it's like pulling teeth. They just are clueless about doing this. I'm talking about dubbing now. I'm not yeah. just talking about voicing. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I took to it. And they gave, I got the lead in that one. And then they put me in a bunch of uh, other projects that they had. And then from that, 
I got into Robotech, which was uh, one of the first, uh, you know, anime cartoons that they put on national network television, which was a big deal. And that was another show, you know, a little silly show. We thought nothing of it. We were recording at like two o'clock in the morning. And uh, I never thought it would see the light of day. And then it just blew up. And I still to this day have uh, diehard Robotech fans that, uh, you know, contact me or come to con- conventions. And so, you know, it's 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 crazy. But, yeah, that kind of uh, that kind of got me started. And then, you know, I came out to L.A. to be an on-camera actor. And I did a lot of, uh, you know, TV. I did a lot of soaps and a lot of TV shows and some films. And but I when I started doing the voice stuff, I just got so busy with it. I was working constantly and thank God I still am. So, uh, you know, it's it's been a it's been a real blessing in many ways. Well, one of the one of the characters you did that still people are talking about is the second henchman in Matlock in 1988. You know, that you in fact, it was so good. They brought you back to for two episodes, I think. Right. Yes, they did. Um, People are actually talking about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) On chat boards and what have you, you know, at at the water cooler. Did you see Epcar as that second henchman? Man, he killed it. Right. That first henchman was a hack. Hack. I mean, the the second henchman. That's true. Well, you know, there's a funny story about that. First of all, the the guy who played the first henchman and I basically played the same characters in Memoirs of Invisible Man. I I don't know why we we both got uh, cast in those parts again in in Memoirs. Uh, I got to work with the great John Carpenter, and that was a lot of fun. Wow. And, uh, and Chevy Chase and work with uh, Sam Neill on that and uh, Daryl Hannah. It was just a wonderful experience. And I was on that for about uh, 10, 11 weeks. And uh, the Matlock thing was a lot of fun, too. We, we got to shoot that. And, and listen, I, you know, as a kid, I grew up watching, uh, you know, the, the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, so. sure. For, for me to have to pat down Andy Griffith was a, was a big thrill for me. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. Yes. Yeah. But let me, you, you know, I'm listening to your voice and I can't stop thinking about how you uh, would be perfect in radio doing, you know, like a, as a as a disc jockey, knowing that you're also a drummer. Have you yeah. ever done like a DJ shift on a, on a rock station or anything? No, I, I, I've never done that. Um, that might be fun. It might be a fun thing to do. I, I have never, ever done anything like that. I, what I'd like to do more on radio is a lot more uh, commercial stuff. I've done some, uh, I've done a lot of political uh, uh, commercials uh, that uh, I've recorded, um, but I've never done, uh, I've never done the DJ thing. And, and that, that would be kind of a fun thing, you know, to do, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I think you should. Do you guys do that sort of thing? I, I did it for years. I don't. We don't do it anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's fun to do as as a hobby. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't recommend giving up your your voice no. acting career for this. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> But you both of you guys have great voices. Oh, I cut it out. Oh, right. 22 I, minutes after 2 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll never yeah. be the second henchman on Matlock. <laughs> well, but, interesting but here. Led Zeppelin on the left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, we can, right. we can uh, do that for you. Uh, we actually... We actually coincidentally we just interviewed Alan White from Yes, the drummer from Yes, a few months ago. Yeah, that's so. Uh, we'll send you the link to that. Um, we we actually had it. We actually had a chance to get to know Joe Alasky actually toward the end of his life, who sadly passed away in 2016. Um, yeah, who is on who is on your Mount Rushmore 
of character voice artists if you could pick i don't know a mentor or um someone that has really influenced your career who would some of those people be the best other than yourself no you're just talking about voice voice yeah just voice just Uh, yeah not regular regular. right um well you know i have to uh defer to the to the granddaddy of all this who mel blank is uh, is the guy Mm -hmm. who really kind of uh created this uh, whole genre really and uh it was an, an an incredible talent and and so amazing at what he did and uh you know he would definitely be on there uh you would be like the george washington position you know what i mean yeah. um but uh it, it is so many wonderful great talented people and and thankfully i get to work with a lot of them too which is just great as a director i get to direct a lot of them um you know i I uh, I always have a soft spot in my heart for Peter Cullen, who does Optimus Prime. He's he's a terrific guy, and uh, he uh, he just really <clears throat> you know brings that character to life. And I'm trying to think of who else uh, who else blows me away. I mean, there's so many wonderful guys I work with that are terrific, like Steve Bloom and uh, um, uh, Nolan North and. Uh, Trey Baker and you know all these uh, just just great great greatly talented uh, people uh, that I have an opportunity to work with and it just uh, you know it, it makes it great so uh, I have to say that the one thing that's the, the big difference between uh, the on camera world and the uh, the voiceover world is that 99.9% of the people in voiceover are just the nicest people you ever want to meet and they're just terrific to work with. Uh, whereas the on-camera world is uh, not as big. I mean, listen, I've, I've had mostly really good experiences. So I would say 95% of the time. But there is that 5% of the people and that you work with on camera that uh, we would we would have to put them in the dick category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or diva. Oh, yeah. it's uh, yeah. There's uh, there's an ego <laughs> thing there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. And it's not it's not as prevalent in the voiceover world, thankfully. So uh, that that's kind of a nice, uh, nice thing. You don't have to put up with uh, crazy people's uh, egos when you when you do this stuff. Hold that thought. We'll have to take a break. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. We'll be right back. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. <laughs> on, on And Friends, we get in touch with our roots and look back at our time on Lasano and Friends. Where the birth yeah, that's right. Make a conversation. our friendship started. Uh, and we still talk over each other since that day. Nothing much has changed. It's a bad habit we picked up. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I'm Rick Kemper. And I'm Dave Stern. We're the hosts of Minutia Men, where we talk about stories like throwing coins in an engine for good luck, Jesus' foreskin, getting fingered by your severed finger, and the dancing Itos. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about some super cool 80 supercars recently for sale, plus discussion about rear-engined classics. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We are back with more Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Well, I appreciate you putting up with us for a few minutes to, to do this interview. <laughs> and and uh, 
you know, this is your chance. Is there there's something out there that you want to promote? You have uh, so many things going on. What are some What are some places that people can find you? Okay, well, first of all, please, please, if you're listening to this, uh, do me a solid. I would really love this if you could uh, uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm really trying to 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 bolster my Instagram. It's it's pretty uh, pretty uh, weak right now, so I would love to have a bunch more followers on Instagram. Um, the the big thing I'm 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 uh, excited about right now is May first. This May first, uh, I'm doing a wonderful uh, uh, online convention for Color World, and you can go on to any of my uh, pages on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and you can find the uh, the link there to to join us. We're going to be doing a free uh, panel from the cast of Lupin the third, which is the cast I put together actually, uh, back uh-huh. in the day, about 20 years ago, we did the red jacket series. And then we did the, uh, blue jacket series, which was the number one show on cartoon network. Uh, my wife co-directed that with me. And then I did another blue jacket series and I'm doing several of the movies directing them. I'm directing and writing a, a, a new one right now as we speak. And, uh, of course the Lupin, the third, the first, uh, the CGI movie is on Amazon right now. And if you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. It's great. I did the adaptation on that one and play Jigen in that one. Another one of my, my favorite characters. And, uh, if you get a chance, check it out. It's an incredible looking movie, but May 1st, uh, we'll have the cast of Lupin the third and you can uh, watch the, uh, the panel and you can ask us any questions you have about uh lupon or anything else that we do and uh, also you're going to you record can, that too i'll put it up you can, there on youtube you can, yeah you can record it you can uh you can uh, get uh, autographs you can uh, spend time with me uh you can pay me to paint your house whatever you want it's, <laughs> it's an incredible thing and uh i would uh, ask everyone please if you get a chance come check me out uh May 1st on Color World, the convention online. And like I say, just go to any of my pages and you can find it there. Well, if you ever come to Chicago, we'll bring you into the radio station and you can introduce a Led Zeppelin record for it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I would love that. And, you know, Chicago is where Netherrealm is, where who does the Mortal Kombat franchise. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. And, you know, it's a funny story about that because I did uh, I did Anime Central. Have you heard of that convention in Chicago? Sure. Yeah, that's a big one. And I did I did another one, a big one. What is it? N323 or something. Know, <laughs> yeah, so something like it's that, one of those yeah. weird uh, titles. But that was a that was a huge one but uh, the anime uh, uh, central I was there and uh, uh, Dominic the guy who directs uh, the uh, Mortal Kombat sessions uh, he's based out of Chicago and he uh, he said to me and I was, I was I always feel bad about this because he said the people that work in NetherRealm don't believe that the same guy does Raiden and the Joker. They can't believe it's the same person. <laughs> so he said, would you come to the studio and do the voices for them? And and I, I would have loved to. Sadly, my uh, all my, uh, you know, my time was mapped out for me. But if I ever get back to Chicago, I'm definitely going to hit hit up NetherRealm and go see those guys. And uh, I would love to see the studio. And they do such incredible work. I mean, every... Every incarnation of Mortal Kombat gets better and better and better every time. It's just the animation is phenomenal. The the uh, the scripts are are uh, their movie quality scripts are just incredible and uh, and I'm just so honored and proud to be part of that franchise. 
and we're honored that you joined us on the show today. So thanks very much, Richard. Best of luck to you, and keep up the great work. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right, pal. You guys have a good one. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this episode of Stick to Everything with Larry Hawley and Paul M. Banks, we talk about the origins of our podcast and how they actually began before the COVID-19 pandemic, and we mean just before. We also reflect on how the world completely turned on its axis over the course of the few months since we recorded that pilot. And it has affected all of us a lot. Listen to Stick to Everything on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.